Welcome to the newest Eden Center podcast, Building Ourselves Through Parsha. Our host, Karen Miller-Jackson, will use the Parsha to explore an aspect of social, emotional, or physical well-being relevant for 21st century life and its challenges. Karen is a certified Matan Moralalacha, Jewish educator, writer, founder of Kivun Lashirut, a guidance program for religious girls, and creator of Power Parsha. Consistent with the Eden Center's goal of enhancing women's spiritual life through Torah and Mikvah, Karen's insights, we hope, will serve as a springboard for self-introspection and discussion. Hello, everyone. In Parshat Kitisa, we encounter a dramatic narrative of failure and disappointment for B'nai Israel through the Chet Ha'egel, the sin of the golden calf. Life is filled with failure. One of the challenges is how to react to failure and learn from it. A look at the commentaries on this narrative offers some perspectives on this topic. Biblical commentaries debate whether the Chet HaEgel narrative is in its proper chronological place in the Torah. They also explore the question of why the narrative of Chet HaEgel is followed by the mitzvah to keep Shabbat in next week's Parsha. Both of these questions provide a model of how to think about and cope with failure. Rashi, holding by the exegetical principle of Ein Mukdam Umulchar Torah, there is no chronological order in the Torah, posits that the golden calf took place before the command to build the Mishkan. There are numerous linguistic and literary supports for this view. The Midrash Tanchuma notes there this, that there's a connection between the gold used to build the Egel and the gold which was donated to the Mishkan. The Midrash explains that the gold donated to the Mishkan was to atone for the sin of the golden calf, meaning that it had already happened before the command to build the Mishkan. The Ramban disagrees and argues that that the Mishkan is the holiest place on earth. How could it possibly be a concession? The Ramban believes that the Mishkan was lechat chila, an ideal gift from Hashem, which was always intended. How can it be that the Mishkan, where the Shekhinah rests, and which is the basis for how we practice Hilchot Shabbat, is actually a bedievet, a concession or correction to B'nai Israel's failure? So, according to the Ramban, the order of the Torah is therefore correct, and first the people are commanded to build the Mishkan, and only after that does the sin of the golden calf take place. This debate is really about whether the Mishkan is derived from the failings of B'nai Israel or from an idyllic situation. If we follow the perspective of Rashi and the Midrash, that this was Bedi Eved, the Mishkan, what can we learn from this downfall of B'nai Israel? Once the terrible sin was done, Did anything positive come out of it? In fact, there are several lessons learned directly from this narrative and from the way that Moshe and the people followed through afterwards. First, Rashi and Midrash teach that the Mishkan, in fact, atones for Chad HaEgel. And so out of the failings came opportunities for growth and betterment. When the Jewish people donated, this was an attempt to atone for their past failure. Next, let's look at how the people are forgiven. Moshe's pleading with Hashem becomes a model for our tefillah, especially when seeking forgiveness. God seems to want to destroy B'nai Israel after the chet, and yet the commentaries see that God has also opened the door to their forgiveness. Hashem tells Moshe he will destroy the people, but before he says that, the Torah says that Hashem tells Moshe, Hanichali, leave me alone. The Midrash points out that these words were a hint to Moshe to pray for the people so that Hashem would not actually destroy them. 
The message here is that tefillah and forgiveness are possible, even if we have made the gravest mistakes. Even when Hashem was meant to be most angry with us, Hashem is compassionate and forgiving. This is stated explicitly later in the Parsha, when Moshe is taught the 13 midot characteristics of Hashem, which are traits of forgiveness, kindness, and compassion. These, of course, are the model for tefillah, which we pray when we seek the greatest forgiveness, amiyamim noraim. One more place that learning from this failure is expressed is in the answer to the question of why the sin of the golden calf is followed by the mitzvah to keep Shabbat. The Or HaChaim commentary on the Torah teaches, Why was the Shabbat, the mitzvah of Shabbat, mentioned here? It's already been taught, we've, had, we've heard it before, and what is, what is the connection between this and building the Mishkan? The Or HaChaim states, the Shabbat comes to be a tikkun on the past, so that Bnei Israel could be ready for Hashem to dwell among them, v'shachanti betocham. Shabbat observance is the antidote to the sin of idolatry, says the Or HaChaim. The Or HaChaim and others explain that one of the various connections between Shabbat and the Mishkan is that Shabbat reminds us of our potential for holiness. Just as God created the world in six days and rested on Shabbat, we should be productive and create good things during the week. But we should also take the time to rest on Shabbat and to remember the source of our potential creativity, Hashem. Without this reminder, we stumble and worship other idols. Shabbat teaches humility, but also teaches us our potential for great accomplishments. So out of the tragic failure and mistake of the Ched HaEgel comes three great things, according to the commentaries. First, according to Rashi in the Midrash, we have the Mishkan, one of the greatest human creations, which is a source of atonement for the sin of the golden calf. Two, we have tefillah, the reaction to failure, we are taught is to ask forgiveness and to teach us also to be compassionate and forgiving of others like God was with us. Third, we have Shabbat, the time to refrain from our productivity, to remember the ultimate source of our strength, Hashem. This is the ultimate tikkun for the Egel HaZahav. Tal Ben Shachar, a positive psychologist, writes in his book, Perfect, about how some of the great achievements in history were actually follow, following a failure. He writes that we need to learn to fail or fail to learn. We certainly pray that we don't make such great mistakes as the Chet HaEgel. But for those of us who feel we have failed in some area, in our career, in religious life, in friendship, or with family members, the failure of Bnei Israel and the Parsha provides a model for how to accept our failure, ask forgiveness, atone, and also grant forgiveness, and make tikkun in our lives. Shabbat Shalom. This week's podcast is sponsored by Lisa and Maury Goldenhirsch in memory of Etana Friedman, a woman who loved Torah, loved knowledge, loved people, and loved life on her six-year site. May her neshama have an aliyah. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center, whose goal is to reinvigorate the ancient female ritual of mikvah as a sacred space for women and use it as the natural platform it is to connect to Jewish women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships, enhancing Jewish women and family life. We invite you to visit our website, www.theedencenter.com, to learn more about our work in making mikvah relevant, welcoming, and meaningful. 
This episode is recorded by Karen Miller-Jackson, edited by Mecca Shore, and is a product of the Adam Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider sponsoring a podcast in dollars or shekels at bit.ly backslash E-D-E-N-P-O-D. Additionally, give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback by email at podcasts at theedencensor.com.